Good morning, welcome back to Aliyah Yomi. Today we're going to be learning Chayasara Shlishi, the third Aliyah in Pasha's Chayasara. The topic of our Aliyah is the sign at the well. It is 17 Pesukim long, running from Perak Chof, Dalad, Pasuk Yud to Chavav. A basic summary of our Aliyah goes as follows. We hear that this, this ever takes 10 of the camels of his master, and all the goodness of his master in his hand, and he goes off to Aram Naharaim, to the east city of Nahor, which is where Avram Avinu's brother is living right now. So he settles on the camels outside, and he goes to the well, which is where people are generally congregate in the evening, and and he says, he makes this plea to Hashem, and he says, Hashem, the God of my, of my master Abraham, of Avraham, please allow it to happen. That um, I, I, you do chesed with with the servant of, with, with, and with with Avraham, I'm standing by this well, and the the daughters of the play, of the city are going to be coming out soon to bring water back to the home. The the young lady who I ask for water, and she says drink, and I'll also feed your camels. That is the young lady who you have proven who's going to be worthy of your servant Yitzchak because you do chesed, you're doing kindness with my your, um, my, my master. And as he's finishing speaking, Rivka is coming out. Rivka is the daughter of Bisuel, the son of uh, Milka, the wife of Nachor, who is the brother of Avraham. She carries her, the, the pitcher on her shoulder, and she's very beautiful, we're told. Um, and she comes down, fills up her, her pitcher, and the this, this servant runs to her. He notices something special. Rashi right? says he knows the water coming up to meet, meet her. He knows something unusual is, is um, up with this young lady, and he asks her to have a little bit of water. And she says, please. And she goes and she gives it to him. And then as she finishes giving him, she gives to Gam- and also to his to his camels until they finish and um, and uh, she, she she continues to fill up as as needed the, um, at this point in time the man Eliezer is looking on Eliezer Abraham is looking on he's he's thinking in a uh, in quite a quite quite a remarkable way this is all happening and as this all finishes he takes and he goes and gives a golden um, earring and and, uh, and two bracelets and he puts them on and on on her uh, on her arms, and he says, "Tell me, where do you come from? Who are you?" And she says, "I am. I'm the daughter of Bisuel. I come from Milkan, from Nachar." And uh, and he says, "Is there a place for us to to stay?" And she says, "Yes, we got lots of place. Please." And he bows down and he uh, he bows down and prostrates himself to Hashem. A lot of things to think about. First of all, just a basic thing, and that is that generally speaking, um, just to appreciate the amount of effort necessary over here is that um, a camel at five camels in in two drinks if you, if you think about how much a camel actually drinks um, 10 camels in the first drink would accordingly store away at least 140 gallons probably more and that means to say that she we're talking about a significant amount of work that the Rivka has tester has uh, undertaken for this over here but a few questions to notice um, on this alia. What does it mean that, that he had all the goodness? Called to Vadonov Biyodai. So Rashi says, well, that means that he, uh, that he wrote a, a document, a contract, that he would give all his assets to Yitzhak, not to Yishmael. That, in, that essentially would be a guarantee that whoever marries Yitzhak would be entitled to all of this. So that was the demonstration. The Orachim says, no, it wasn't that he took all the goodness of his master. He took a sampling of the best jewels, the best assets he brought along with him to show that this is in fact good. And this is the, the, this is what who he represents. The Chidah gives a third possibility, and that he says that he cho- chose the ten camels. The ten camels were a representation of the ten tasks, the ten tests that he had fulfilled. And in a certain sense, what he was saying was by doing this, which was called to of all the goodness, all what Avram Avinu had 
succeeded in life. It wasn't about his assets or his cars or his houses or his um, voyages. It was about his test. That's what he was most proud of in life. And when he looked at these things and he showed them, essentially what he was saying was, please, I don't need another test. Uh, I've passed these 10 tests and that's why it was represented in these 10 camels. Now you'll notice something interesting in this aliyah and that, that this, is, this is not the first time, but it's the second time in the Torah that we hear a note in the trop, in the cantillation in our aliyah, which is unusual. The word is vayomar. As he starts his prayer, it describes, it, it, it describing his plea to Hashem to find the right person. It's what's called a shal sheles, literally a chain. And it, it, it's a longer note, vayomar. So it goes up and down three times in the way that it's, it's, it's pronounced. Why is this unusual note here? So the Medrash Seichel Tov says it's because it reflects him raising his voice in plea. This is how he prayed. So it's reflecting his actions. However, there's another possibility, and that is, as Rashi will say in the next Aliyah, when he recounts the story, he says, when saying that he presented to Avram Avinu that perhaps this young lady will not come with me, he says, Ulai, Rashi points out that the word Ulai is spelt a little strangely without the Vov and can be reread as a lie. Maybe to me. Why? So Rashi says that he had an agenda. Eliezer had his own daughter as well. And he was so interested in becoming part of the family of Avram. After all, Avram Avinu tr- trusted him intimately with all of his possessions. Why wouldn't he allow his daughter to marry him? But Avram Avinu says, you come from a Arur. You come from a family which has a curse upon it. It cannot, it, it cannot connect with a family which is Baruch, which is blessed. And therefore, in a certain sense, perhaps the prayer of Erezer to succeed over here was a prayer against his own best interests, which was a struggle. And the note Shalshelis usually indicates the struggle that a person is having. And this is the struggle he is having in trying to do what's right for his master, even though it is going to be at his own, it is going to be at his own cost as well. Just a, a quick question is where else are the other Shalshalot? Where are these other notes found in the Torah? We just passed one in the previous parasha, food for further thought. Now, why was the test, the test of, of, of giving water to the camels, why was this so important? A lot of very intri- intriguing ideas. One is to be found in the Moadari. Uh, sorry, the sh- One is to be found in the writings of Rav Neria, Rav uh, Moshe Tzvi Neria, who is a, 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 um, a student of Rav Kook, the founder of the Bnei the, the Akiva movement. Um, said a very beautiful thing, and that is, is that there were many people who Avram Avinu and Sarah had affected on Nefesh, Asher, Asul, Haron, the many people they influenced, and many of them stayed behind. They didn't come all the way to Canaan. And the, among the teachings that Avram and, Avinu, uh, and Sarah had left was the teaching of Chesed, the teaching of kindness to strangers, to, to those who are foreigners. And what he was trying to do was, let me find somebody who perhaps was somebody who was influenced, Somebody, in fact, who had these teachings of chesed, of hospitality, of kindness, that perhaps has the re- re- residual teachings of Avram and Sarah. I'm going to leave it as a question as to who it was that he was testing and really trying to find out. It wasn't Rivka. There was somebody else in Rivka's life who represented that, but not for now. Perhaps we'll get to that later on. Finally, there's another perspective over here, and that is uh, the teaching of Avram Rivlin, who points out that uh, that Avram represented Chesed. He was a ge- very generous, hospitable person. Sarah was much more Gevura, strength. She was the one who had to uh, kick out Hagar and then later on kick out Yishmael and Hashem agreed with her. 
Yitzhak was the opposite. Yitzhak was the notion of Gevura. He was with strength, withholding. He, that was his particular middah. So Eliezer understood that the necessary wife, the necessary counterpart to that would be a woman who represented Chesed. Like Avram was Chesed and Sarah was Gevura, if the opposite is true, that Yitzhak is Gevura, the wife of Yitzhak would need to be Chesed, which is why the particular characteristic that he was searching for was Chesed. Now, was Eliezer allowed to do this type of uh, operation? Was he allowed to ask Hashem to do this, to set up this whole business? Is this the way we should be conducting our Shidduch process? The Gemara in Tainus and Daftalit says absolutely not. In fact, it's called, uh, he was Sho'el Shalaika He asked inappropriately. The Gemara says that, that, that this was inappropriate, that he asked such a thing as well. Because the Gemara says, who knows who could have walked out and, and offered um, water? This is not necessarily a, a good thing. There are other people in Tanakh who also do this. Um, Yiftach does this as well. Shaul does this. Yiftach talks about sacrificing his daughter. Shaul asks, uh, 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 talks about giving the hand of his da daughter. And married Yiftach talks about sacrificing his, um, whoever comes out of his house first. But the reason why Rivka, uh, uh, or really Eliezer, is answered in, in an appropriate way, even though he asks in an inappropriate way, is his test does relate to character, which, which is what he's trying to find out. And finally, what was the relevance of all these gifts that he gives to, to Rivka? Um, so he gives a beka, which is a weight, which uh, he, Rashi says is a remez, is a hint to the shekle Yisrael, beka la gulgores, which was the same amount uh, that of weight for the shekel which was given per person. The two the two bracelets were for the two luchos representing the two um, tablets of the covenant, the as, and the asara zohav mishkalam, that they weighed ten, was a remez, a hint to the Aseris Adebros. Now, it makes sense, if he's going to talk about the covenantal relationship and entering the Abrahamic covenant and the monotheism, it makes sense to talk about the Luchos and the Adebros. But to talk about the Shekel HaKadosh seems a little strange. Rav Soloveitchik, in, um, in his essays on this parish actually points out that the idea of a the machtis shekel of the counting the shekel is really what's called a pidyon nashoi, a redemption of the cell that does soul. That does not mean to say that one's paying off one's guilt, but it means to say that a certain sense of humility and submission to the greater community, that a person doesn't know everything. A person has what to learn and what to gain from those around them. And that relates to the question Eliezer asks the Rivka, is there makom lalun? Is there place in your father's house to dwell? Is your father's house the kind of place that has space to change, to hear the views of foreigners, of different people? Do you have room in your, in your life to discuss theology, to discuss new systems of thought? If you're able to do that, if you're able to sublimate yourself to the cloud, to realize the Shekel HaKadosh, that you're part of something bigger, then there's what to talk about, even if perhaps your upbringing was less than perfect up till now. What we're looking for in the, this Shidduch, Eliezer says, is and we're looking for a person who is willing to have space in their life for more, to grow, to learn, to continue. A person who's not open to that is not part of this enterprise. And that's how he concludes this discussion. With this, we finish the third Aliyah. In the meantime, have a wonderful and meaningful day.